Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You have to kind of play with that next play mentality. You know, you can't let one play affect you going on to two and three plays. So that 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 was kind of my biggest advice to him is, you know, we just got to continue to the next play. And, and, and if it was a good play, great. If it was a bad play, you know, get it out of your head. Let's move on and let's let's get ready for the next one. Cody White here. Talk about Tevin Jenkins, what he could tell his rookie left tackle. Here's how we do it here. Here's all you can do. Dust yourself off and play. Welcome in. Welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Cody with you. Uh, the last hour of the last Saturday suckage show of the year. And we're going to the score hotline right now. Presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. We welcome back to the show one of our favorites, Jim Schwantz. Jim. Jimbo. Jim. What's up, guys? How Jim. are you this morning? I'm honored to be one of your last guests for the end of the year. That's, uh, that's high praise from you two. Yes, it is. We wanted to see out the year in quality and style, and that's the way we're doing it. Jim Schwantz, you can hear him on the... WBBM pregame, postgame, halftime show with uh, Jay Hilgenberg and the inevitable Ron Gleason. Hello, sir. Yeah. And so we, um, as far as we know, the Bears are still scheduled to play the Vikings on Monday night. Mark and I were discussing something about with all of the COVID issues and the way it affects the, the coaches that Mark was saying, Hey, this is Nagy's chance to go all Nagy, you know, regain the the evil the evil guy back in the he's he's got the play calling to himself. The evil scientist is now all locked himself in there. And I said, that strikes me as one of the worst things that could happen to Justin Fields because and I just go and look at the first play when your quarterback with broken ribs and you're going empty against the Packers. I don't know that Justin Fields is being helped by Matt Nagy, but Mark was making the point that Bill Lazor said when it was Tevin Jenkins' time to go in, his expectation, Bill Lazor's, was you you need to play at this level. Play good. Play well. This is what we expect of you. I don't think they put Tevin Jenkins in a position to succeed. So what do you think about that discussion, Jim? Well, I, I agree. It's completely irresponsible, and here's why. You know, Tevin Jenkins was 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 drafted out of out of college um, to be to be the, the 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 tackle for the next ten years, left or right tackle, whichever one you put him in. And now he comes in with a back injury. The Bears 
feel like they can rehab that. They doesn't rehab well. They have to go ahead and do the surgery. So they do the surgery, um, and, and he's able to come back, pass all the medical tests, and get himself ready to play this year. Here's what he didn't have. He didn't have training camp, and they don't have, they don't have padded practices. There is no hard practices anymore in the NFL. I remember my rookie year when they, when they uh, drafted Troy Ozzie out of Cal with the second, uh, in the second round, nice. and I remember watching him do live one-on-ones, live. I'm talking back in the day when you did live with Richard Dent every day. And then and, and talk about trial under fire. Here's a, here's a way for you to go out about. And I remember these veterans back in those days, they wanted to embarrass the young draft picks. They, they wanted to say, you know, look, you drafted this guy to be, to be a star. He's not a star. I'm going to show you what it's all about. And, and, and the colonel put him, put him through, through paces every single day in live one-on-one. Pat- I mean, it was must-see television during training camp. That and the Oklahoma drill. Those are the two things yes. everybody went to Platteville to yes. watch. And so you watch these. So, so, so Tevin Jenkins did not have that. He had nothing. He had, he had helmets. You know, I remember when they when they activated him. It was a, it was a short week. It was a Thanksgiving Day week, so they didn't practice at all. They did walkthroughs. Even even uh, uh, Coach Nagy said we didn't practice. We didn't practice once this week. They did walkthroughs the whole week, and then the, that, and that was a short week. Then they were off until the following week, and then get ready to get ready to go up up to up to Lambeau. So he 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 didn't have any live practices. Maybe if he did, it was one padded practice. And I don't need to tell you late in the year what those padded practices look like. So. Tevin Jenkins, zero training camp, zero opportunity, rehabbing a back injury. Go out there and, and let's go go put you out in Lambeau Field where you can't hear the snap count, and you're going to be the start, and you're going to be the, uh, the, the 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 tackle for us. Good luck. Go get him. Nice job. And you're going to oh, be by, by yourself. Oh, by the way, our, our franchise quarterback's got uh, he's a little dinged up, so make sure he doesn't get hit. So so why did they do it then? I don't know. I, I don't know, and I, I honestly don't understand some. And I know you know you heard after the game talked about how many times they had chip protection and they had guys in there helping and you know i, I know there was one play uh where um uh, montgomery was supposed to chip he absolutely threw a no hitter absolutely did not touch the right defensive end and tevin jenkins got beat because he looked like he set really hard to the inside knowing he was going to get help from the out from from the edge uh, on a chip and uh and 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 david threw an absolute no hitter so that didn't do him any fears one of the sacks he gave up the other night so you know, and some of that's timing. Some of that's working together. Some of that that all comes with 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 plays and with uh, with chemistry. We talk about chemistry in the defensive backfield. We talked about a lot that a lot about that this year. We talked a lot about chemistry on the offensive line. Well, there's chemistry that comes with you know having a tight end next year and chipping uh, a defensive end and then a def- and a running back coming from the second level to chip. And they didn't have any of that. So I honestly don't know. I don't know why. Um, if he was, if he was it, I, I know they've, they've got other options, I, but if they thought that he was the guy and let's go and get you some of those invaluable game, game day reps, um, I, I think they just put a lot of people in harm's way. So, so what about the idea of him starting this game against Minnesota, which he very well could, is that, is that a bad yeah. spot for him too? I don't think it's a great spot, uh, you know, Mark, because I don't believe again, that don't, maybe they practice once in the, you know, they don't, they only have, I, I believe it's. The number of padded practices doesn't equal the number of weeks there are in the in the season. So there's less than one padded practice a, a week is what they're allowed. And nothing this week because it's just walk through city. Yeah, correct because it's collectively bargained through, throughout the uh, the last bargaining agreement as far as how many padded practices are. So so you know maybe you 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 had an opportunity to coach off the tape. You know they hear that we hear that all the time that we have some tape now that we can watch on him and, and critique him and show him what he's doing right and doing wrong. And and I've said this before and and, and I'll say it. 
as long as as uh, as I have a, the the ability to speak on these on these programs, there is nothing that can simulate game day reps. I don't care how hard you practice. I don't care how hard uh, you you go out in the in the exhibition season and play two or three series. There is nothing that can that can that can uh, correlate to uh, to game day reps. So he got some game day reps, and those are invaluable. And he's going to need to play. Um, whether or not there's you know there's training camp next season and and he can go through a full training camp uh, uh, experience to get himself an opportunity, but I believe you know these last uh, you know four games or whatever it is he should have the ability to play if he is going to be the tackle that you are going to count on he should be the guy that that plays now if he struggles and it, you'll be able to tell that pretty pretty early that the the uh, Minnesota Vikings don't have the defensive line they've had in the past it's not a defensive line that that absolutely strikes fear in you. It's not the purple people eaters coming to town. They're good. They're professionals. And, and, and there's some, some, some good players for sure, but uh, you can certainly give him some help. And, and as much as the bears don't like to use the tight ends in the passing game, leave them in, leave them in, take the E off the end of their, their, their designation of, as far as their, uh, their position, they're no longer TEs, make them just T's <laughs> and, and make them stand right next to the tight tackle and stay in and, and max protect. And you know what? It's, it's just as good of an opportunity to get somebody up because you, you need time, you know, as, as wildly inaccurate as Justin was, uh, uh, Sunday night. A lot of that was because he was literally throwing off his back foot because he had pressure inside. We talk about how bad Tevin Jenkins played. The inside three didn't play very well either. Our guest is Jim Schwantz. He, you can hear him and Jay Hilgenberg and Ron Gleason on our brother station, WBBM 780 AM, 105.9 FM, and it's Bears and Vikings and those who want to play. The, the comments from Jalen Johnson, I don't know if you heard them talking about and saying it rather matter-of-factly, you know, you got the guys that guys are tanking it in the locker room and then the other half, and, and whether he said half or not or he meant half or not or some of the guys, it's he said it so matter-of-factly as if it was just a casual observation. Maybe he didn't know any better. Maybe he expected it. It's something that I think revealed a lot about a lot of the fraud of what the Bears consider their culture, but not wholly expected in a team that is four and eight going on four and nine going on four and 10. What do you think about that, Jim? Well, I, you know, people, you can tell in the locker room, you, you can, I've been in locker rooms where the season was over at this time of the year. I've been in locker rooms where we were, we were getting ready for, for playoff positions and, 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 and fighting for playoff lives. So I've, I, I've been in both locker rooms and I can tell you, you can tell when people care, you, you can tell, that there are people in the locker room who care about uh, about winning, and and that's in both types of locker rooms now. It's not just when you're losing. I you you can tell that there's guys in locker rooms on on, on teams I was on that won world titles that uh, that that literally just kind of punched the clock and and didn't really you know put in the extra effort and weren't being those pros pros that we always talk about those those uh, those true professionals that you that you covet um, on teams. And, you know, you just got to, you got to find the right people that lead that locker room that, you know, can, can, uh, even the guys who, who, who don't seem to care that much, it doesn't, it doesn't consume them all, all things about playing in this league and, and the privilege that it is to be in the NFL. They just been just God gifted from the time, you know, they, they, they put the pads on, um, as long as those guys are accountable on Sunday or Sunday night or Monday night or Thursday night or whatever you play or Saturday afternoon, then, then, then that's all you're really asking for. I've said this before. You got to find what motivates 
these players and it's different things motivate different players. I mean, I was, I was fortunate enough to play with guys who are in the hall of fame guys who are the best that ever played the position. And they were motivated by different things, rings motivated by, by uh, championships, motivated by being the best at their position, motivated by money. I mean, listen, Deion Sanders wanted to be the highest paid player. And guess what? On Sunday he played and he was an unbelievable player and you could count on him. So, whether Jalen Johnson's talking about the guys that, uh, you know, as soon as 501 rolls around, they're out the door and there's in the locker room or in the, uh, the, the uh, film room, you've got a bunch of guys that are still grinding out extra tape. And those are the guys he wants to, uh, to, to, to be around or, you know, whether they're showing that kind of effort. Cause when you watch the all 22, you can pick out guys who aren't given max effort. And it's an embarrassment when you're in the NFL and you're playing at the highest level of, of sport that you wouldn't give effort. And, and if there's those types of players and they're seen on film, then, then it's, he's absolutely right. As a young uh, kind of up-and-coming leader of this franchise to, to, to be on, the, uh, on record as saying we didn't have guys that gave max effort. Have you seen Bears players you would name names that are not giving max effort from what you've seen on film the last week? Not games? really. No, I, I haven't. I've seen guys that have done things, you know, that, uh, um, you know, obviously the play that everybody kind of circled uh, from, from Sunday night was the, uh, the, J, uh, the uh, uh, Justin Fields scramble out to the left. And for whatever reason, uh, Allen Robbins stopped blocking down the field. I don't know why he stopped blocking. I don't know if he – if he just he just kind of kind of kind of pulled up and kind of stepped out of bounds, I don't know if he thought the play was over. I, I don't know. I, I can't tell. I, I don't know if anybody ever asked Allen Robinson what was going on there. Um, but that's the play I think that everybody's kind of circling. But no, I, there's nothing that I saw. I mean, the Kinderville door running out of bounds. Somebody's got to know the rule. If that's mm-hmm. if that's I mean, it wasn't an effort thing. But but either if he doesn't know the rules, and Chris Tabor's got to make sure he tells him the rules. And if Chris Tabor told him the rules and he doesn't. He doesn't do it on. Then he needs to be accountable. Those are the kind of things that that kind of st- that kind of stand out. Jim, what would you like to see um, different or more of out of Justin Fields going forward? Accuracy for me, uh, Mark. It's it's about it's about making throws in the pocket, and we talk about you know what is what is college open, what is Big Ten open, what is professional open, and I want to see him make some throws, some of those professional throws. Um, you know, put it on guys where they're not sliding to catch passes, where they're able to catch the ball and get after it. I mean, the, the you know the the throw obviously the underneath throw to 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 Demir Beard uh, to Bird was was uh, was on the money. He caught it. It was uh, what what nine yards in the air. I think his two touchdown passes traveled ten or eleven yards in the air. I think on Sunday night. So you know those are cool and those are great. And you're you know they go on your stats and that's fine and good. But he's got to be able to throw the football in some tight windows. And I said it earlier. A lot of the reason why he was wildly inaccurate Sunday night was he had he had pressure in his face, and you know you're going to need to make throws in this league when you're getting hit. That's part of it. We think we think of the Justin Herbert throw last week against or two weeks ago, I guess now, uh, or last Sunday against the Giants, where he's literally uh, within a split second of the ball being released, he is smashed and he throws it sixty some yards in the air and puts it right on the money to Guyton for the touchdown. Those are the kind of throws that you've got to make in this league, and, and you're not going to be clean. The pocket's not going to be clean. You need to move around in the pocket. You need to be aware of those types of things. And right now, I, I honestly don't believe he's in, that, he's in that position yet, and that, that comes with reps. That comes with training. That comes with, with, uh, with, with being thrown in the fire. And, you know, his, his ability to escape the pocket was on display Sunday night. He made some nice, nice runs, some really good decisions. Look, would I love to see him split the, the, the safety in the corner on a cutback and go another 15 or 20 yards? 
Absolutely. Does he need to do it this year in the, in the type of season the Bears are having and where this, league, where this season's going to end? Absolutely not. Live the fight another day. You're not going to lose any respect in the locker room. You're going to be around to, to be able to, uh, to lead this team for the next 10 years. Our guest is Jim Schwantz, the Bears pregame show on our brother station, WBBM, 780 AM, 105.9 FM. Jim, in this week's Tribune, uh, earlier this week, Dan Weederer wrote an exhaustive and excellent piece on top to bottom, everything that's gone wrong, everything that is wrong, um, in, including sources talking about the way the Bears, in some sense, are are pitied around the league. How's that for Heritage, George McCaskey? And everything from the top on down was is in question, should be on the table. There was ta- There was a report that the Bears reached out to Jed Hoyer to talk about organization and and the way the Cubs did it, which basically Theo came in and told Tom Ricketts, you keep Crane Kenny away from me, keep him on his side of the building. <laughs> I'm reporting to you, Tom Ricketts. I'm not reporting through Crane Kenny. And the, the equivalent of that would be bring in a football guy. You bring in Bill Polian, and he's reporting to whichever random McCaskey is in charge, not through Ted Phillips. I don't know what you've said previously about bears hierarchy organizations. You've been around enough organizations. You've been in the good and in the bad, which is the best way to run an an organization in football and how would you do it with this one? Well, I I mean, I think the bears have done a a job throughout the years. The McCaskies of reaching out to people. They, 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 they believe and they respect to know the game of football. I think it was Ernie Acorsi the last time around, and they've, they've reached out to, to those types of, of football people. And, and I don't believe this will be any different this time around, that, that they're going to reach out to the people that they trust, that they respect in the league, and, and try to make this thing right. And whether or not that, that happens, whether or not it doesn't happen, you know, some of the, the entrepreneurs who took over teams, it, a lot of it is ego. They get into it. Um, they've got a lot of money. They've been successful in everything they've ever done. Hey, I'm going to try football, and I'm going to be successful doing football. So you got your your Daniel Snyders of the world who come in and they're going to run everything and and give massive contracts to people because they 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 think that they know better than everybody else. You got the Jerry Joneses of the world who obviously made an unbelievable hire in Jimmy Johnson early on, and and after that it's just it, it's just kind of falling apart. Um, and then you got your Paul Allen's out in in, uh, in Seattle who have hired football people to run those organizations, and they've been successful at different 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 venues. So it's just going to be a matter of whether or not the Bears can find the right people that they trust that that they um, that they respect that are that are respected throughout the league that can go out. And even if they do get the right people, even if they do hire the best football mind in the world and 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 they come in and they do a top down reconstruction of everything, there's no guarantee it's gonna be successful. That's the other thing. I keep hearing these people say, sell the team, they gotta Bezos has to buy this team and then he's gotta come in. What is that, what, what is, does, does that does that guarantee that the Bears are going to be I mean obviously the McCaskies in in the in Chicago are are you know vilified for not having a winning team? I love the McCaskies. I have a ton of respect for the McCaskey family. I'm on record as saying that Virginia McCaskey's been nothing but kind to me and my family throughout my years as, as a bear and when I was not a bear even. Um, and everything that the McCaskies done for me, I, I could never repay them. So, 
So as far as whether or not the McKessies decide to do what they're going to do, that's that's certainly something that they'll have the, the the ability to make those decisions down the line. But there's no guarantees. What I'm driving at, there's no guarantees in this league. It is really, really, really difficult to pick uh, the right players. It's really difficult to put together the right the right uh, the right mix. And then, oh by the way, by the time you get it right, it's time to redo it again. And and that's the thing. It's just, it's continually changing. And that's why you you look at what the the Patriots are able to do year in and year out and just marvel at, at, at the way that organization is run. And they've got one guy that's really doing everything, and that and that's Bill Belichick. And he's obviously there's only one of those guys in this on this planet. <laughs> so. Uh... You think the Bears will win on Monday night, Jim? <laughs> uh, I, I am not picking them to win this Monday night. I just believe there's just too much, kind of too much turmoil. I, I believe what what Jalen said. Um, you know, if where there's smoke, there's fire. You know, I, I believe there's 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 something to be said about a young leader stepping to the microphone. You know, that's the second time he's he's kind of been embroiled in this kind of thing when he got uh, fined for being late and um and, and you know and and he let that out. I mean, mm-hmm. this is a guy that's. That really doesn't have in a day and age where everything is shrouded in secrecy and and uh, and and trying to control the narrative. Here's a guy that's pretty refreshing. He comes out and just kind of says what's on his mind. Um, and I know we've had an opportunity on our pregame show um, to listen to some tape of of this guy. And I, I've really been I've really enjoyed kind of the things that he has said and kind of the way his perspective is not only about how great he wants to be and and where he believes he's going to be in this league, but but what, what his teammates uh, uh, need to do to, to, to get to that next level as well. Well, I think, because Mark brought it up earlier, they, the, the, for whatever reason, the Vikings just don't. The, the no Bears, fear factor. Yeah. There's no fear factor with yeah. this version. The Bears have no the fear of the Vikings because there's Kirk nope. Cousins and there's like nothing there. And Delvin and Cook is scary, but it, John Randall's it, not going to sit on somebody's right, chest. Right. And, Randall, Randall, uh, or Randy Moss not walking through that door necessarily. Neither is so. Randall McDaniel. He's yeah. not walking through your center to get to your hell, quarterback. Hell, Wade Wilson and Tommy Kramer aren't even walking through that door <laughs> at this point. You're right, right. Justin Jefferson is, though. He's yes, he good. is. Yes, yeah, he is. Justin Jefferson's pretty good. Uh, Harrison Smith is. On the back end of his career, he's pretty good though. But you're right, there's 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 nothing here. Um, it's a team that's you know that's got some good victories. It's a team that I I believe I I've kept saying for three years now that they'll figure that defense out because that's Mike Zimmer's pedigree and they just can't get it figured out. They figured the offense out for the most part, they just can't figure out that defense. So um, I, I don't disagree. I, I don't believe it's going to be uh, uh, it's going to be a very close game. But I just uh, the way I kind of see this thing shaping up, I think. Unfortunately, there's uh, there's there's enough tools in the toolbox for the for the Minnesota, and they got enough to play for to uh, uh, to, to motivate them to to get the victory Monday night. Yeah, they're still in the playoff picture, and the, and they're a game under 500. And it, it all, when you get to that point, like no matter what sport you're in, to get back to 500, that's a big yep. that is a motivating factor, isn't it? Wow, it's no doubt, no doubt about sick. it. And uh, and and to just have things to play for, you know, this late in the season and. You know, seventeen week, you know, the seventeen game grinder, eighteen weeks uh, thing we've never seen before, and yeah. obviously you mix in the uh, the COVID stuff. It, it's just it's just been an unbelievable season, and uh, it is definitely if, if it wasn't a marathon before, it is a absolute maybe a super marathon <laughs> um, this season for these players. They've never seen anything like it, and uh, uh, never no, no way to prepare for this type of season. That's for sure. Jim, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining us this year. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to you both. You Same too. to you, buddy. Jim Schwantz of the WBBM 780 AM 105.9 FM.
pregame, postgame, halftime show. He and Jay Hilgenberg and Ron Gleason, the inevitable one. I, I uh, put together. Ben Scully called Ron, <laughs> and he wants his act back. Hello there, sir. Uh, I did put together my list of uh, Spielberg movies, and we eventually still want to do that. We are. Thing. We're going to do that next. It's oh, we are. Turned okay. 75 today, Steven Spielberg. So we, um, we're we going to talk about that. Your five best. Yeah. A list. Yeah. Like, Mark, you put together a list like nobody I know. The Defining List Maker podcast. Nobody puts lists together. Mr. List Maker. We actually came up with the concept of making lists. And as you say, make a list, start an argument. Right. right. And here we are. We're about to. Let's do it. Saturday Suckage. And this will involve Trash Panda. We'll get his. Generation gap. Will sorry. What are we? I want to. I got a question. Are we doing? Are we doing? Are we doing just any movie he was involved with? Yes. Movies he directed or movies he produced or just all of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that where is where he is in charge or has a big piece of being in charge. Or is or is credited to him in some way. Here's what it is. Top five, and you could do an honorable mention. Because I did an honorable mention. So. Yeah, I did a whole second five. I was like, if I had to go longer. Than, because there's so many. I know. And, I'm looking right. forward to hearing your guys' lists. <laughs> we'll get back to that. Mr. Listmaker himself, Mark Grody, That's and right. the rest of us are just along for the scribbles and the asterisks and the footnotes. I'll learn you. Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now with the mlb app you can get baseball your way 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. This is what happens. It indicates the non-frenzy feeding of a large squalus, possibly Angemanus or Asurus glaucus. Now, the enormous amount of tissue loss prevents any detailed analysis. However, the attacking squalus must be considerably larger than any normal squalus found in these waters. Didn't you get on a boat and check out these waters? No. Well, this is not a boat accident. There wasn't any propeller. It wasn't any coral reef. And it wasn't Jack the Ripper. It was a shark. You're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah. Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, and Trash Panda. It was Trash Panda's show for about 15 minutes as Grody wasn't here. <laughs> the over and under was five minutes, and it was like minus 15 or minus 10 by the time he finally showed up. While that was happening, I had a tremendous conversation with Demir Bird, which will air on uh, WBBM tomorrow. Make that Monday Monday night. So. When will that be on WBBM uh, on Monday night? I believe it pre-game start, the show. pregame starts at 4 on WBBM radio, and in that hour, my my it my one on ones this week were Demir Bird and Sam Mustafer. So yeah, I think they're both pretty good, pretty interesting. Okay, yeah, Bears. Well, that's what we will be doing. Presuming the game still goes on, there's a lot of chaos about with the COVID list, players, coaches, games getting moved all over the place. Now there's a Monday night doubleheader tonight that you the Patriots Colts game. Will be played, and you can hear it here on the score at six forty-five. Oh, nice! Real yeah. nice. Yep, yep, yep. So it's Brady against Manning. It's a classic duel, Patriots and Colts. <laughs> that you know what? Brady and Manning should do a Manning cast of a Patriots Colts game. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that would. That's that's a good idea. And we're. That's another thing. If you have YouTube TV, you might not see the. You won't see the Bears game Monday night. Because YouTube TV cut off negotiations with Disney. They couldn't reach a, an agreement. So they stopped carrying everything Disney carries, which includes ESPN, ESPN Plus, which includes the Manning cast. So you couldn't see, there won't be a Manning cast about Bears Vikings. Scott, I want there to be a Manning cast about the Bears games, but it wasn't. There won't be. Over two. But you need, you need to figure out what you're going to do. Right. This means that you get to go to a bar and Right. Or you could go to Fubo TV. Yeah. But the way Disney is playing this, Disney wants everybody to go to Hulu because magically Hulu has ESPN Plus among all the other Disney products. You know why? Because Disney owns Hulu. The dots have been connected. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. Anyways, that's what's going on. One time I was uh, when before I was in the business. No, I think I was in the business, but I certainly wasn't covering the Bears. I was just a Bears fan. Living with my brother in the city in Wrigleyville, and we woke up, rolled out of bed, you know, at like eleven forty-five to watch the Bears, mm-hmm. and the TV, the cable was out, <gasps> and we just looked at each other. We're like, 
We're going to Tunes, which Tunes. is a bar on South Park. Sure. Uh, yeah, you know the place. Yeah. Put on some clothes, went to Tunes, ordered beers, and watched the Bears. So that's what people might have to do. Yep. Well, when you say it's on local TV, 630 Texter, it would be on local ABC, which Disney owns and took off YouTube TV. Yeah. It's about the YouTubers. Yeah. 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 So anyways, so but why we heard, you may ask yourself, why did we hear that cut from Jaws coming back? Because the the genius behind that turned 75 today. Steven Spielberg, 75th birthday. Happy birthday, Steve. Happy, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Steve. Happy, Happy birthday. Always got a Simpsons answer, don't you, studs? <laughs> the panda has drop for all of them. more Simpsons drops than any producer in the history of the score, I believe. Yes, more Simpsons per square and footage. And there's not, no problem with that either, by the way. That is not a critique. So what I suggest... Go! <laughs> hey, you got to play the classics every once in a while. I'm afraid... Go! ...to go forward. Let Steve talk. He's fragile. No, I don't want He's to... He's fragile. I, Look at him. Ears. Look at this man. Look at this I'm man. I'm already hard of hearing. you think it would be easy, but no, it just sort of jumps out of the bushes like that. So anyways, <laughs> top five Spielberg movies yes. of all time. They didn't have anything to do with, right? Direct... Produce, right? Lend executive produce, lend his name to it, threaten to take his <laughs> business elsewhere from the studio. Anything he had something to do with. So, Mister Listmaker, Mark Rody, go. Oh, I go first. Okay, I will go with um, before uh, Liam Neeson would lost his daughter, and he's been trying to find her for like a decade now. She's under the bed. Yeah, and before he had special skills. He was a serious actor, and Schindler's List is number five for me. Number five? We're yeah. counting backwards. Yeah, I'm going five to one. Yeah, that's what you do it, right? You got to build yeah. it up. Build right. it. This is the, hey, I told you, I am the signature list builder because I have a podcast about it. You guys don't know how to do this. No, we don't. I'm so, glad that we're, we started like, with the master. Okay, so Schindler's List, because it admits a response from me. Like that part at the very end where he says, I could have done more, I could have done more. Uh-huh. Like every time, uh, I, I am not necessarily a movie crier, but that gets me every time so if you can get emit a response from me you are on my top five so schindler's list is number five number four what my maybe my favorite horror film of all time poltergeist still holds up too kids yeah that i mean it's just so good and like legit scary and and everything and like i said like you could watch that now and it doesn't come across as cheesy uh so that there is he oh yeah right that was a iconic that was classic yes yes so that's my number four the my number three is what we heard coming in and that was jaws uh, which actually goes down in the the genre of horror films i think doesn't it i don't know who's you can make it so you can make it's it more so. thriller yeah thriller is probably a better word but but it can pass for a horror film just like unbelievable the the camera work in in that and the the build up and the like just just random shots on the beach would be scary you know and it, it's just such a well made the thing about that uh-huh. and the 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 discriminating use of Bruce the shark that was the shark's name oh was it Bruce, Bruce? Yeah. okay came about out of necessity they want he was filming in the Atlantic Ocean the Atlantic Ocean wasn't cooperating. The Atlantic Ocean didn't know Steven Spielberg was about to be Steven Spielberg. So they had to build, and they had very little success 
with the electric, the mechanical yeah. shark, not electric, yeah. mechanical shark. So they had to use them judiciously, which turned out to be a great stroke of storytelling. That's how it came about. You know, it, I was listening to a podcast just this last week, and they were talking about that. And they're wondering, like, it would he make the same decision? Like, how would Jaws have turned out had the, it had been made more modernly and he had the, the ability oh, of mod- yeah. to, modern technology to be able to put the shark in more? Because the movie was made better, oh, I, I, like, in retrospect, it's better that yes. you don't see it more. Right. It, but, like, how would it have turned out had, had he been able to do it the way he originally wanted to? Interesting. So that's my number three. Again, Schindler's List five, Poltergeist four, Jaws three. Catch Me If You Can is number two. I love that movie. Why? Um, I I just I I like rooting for the the villain who doesn't seem like a villain because it's he's so playful. Leonardo DiCaprio and his dad is kind of in on the act too. And then I just like Tom Hanks too. Like these are two of my favorite actors yes. to begin with, Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. And just the whole it takes you on a a true like zigzag journey. And it also kind of makes you think, oh, I wonder if I could pull something. Like, can I pretend to be a pilot? You know what I mean? That's the ingenuity is what I think Spielberg did really well in a lot of his movies. They the the genius of the characters. Yeah. There's something very smart about that it, you were rooting for that villain because he maybe was smarter than the room. Yeah. Look at him one step. Wait, yeah. He's not hurting anybody. Yeah. Right? Well, it, at some point you are. But but the idea that you're rooting for them because there's a likability, there's an, an ingenuity about what they're doing. Yeah. I thought that was... That's so true. Um, all right, just so I don't want to hog up all the time here, so I'll just get to it's my okay. number one. We, it, it, my number one is Jurassic Park. I it, like Jurassic Park is one of my... It would be on my top five movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I've always... like I never lost my childhood fascination of dinosaurs, first of all. like I'm a child in that. like I still like to just go on Wikipedia and, and at night and just you know look up random dinosaurs and read about them. The whole thing fascinates me. And then to have brought that to life as realistically as he did in that movie, like, like especially the first hour and a half, like the discovery process yeah. of that movie, when you first see the dinosaurs, when you first see the T-Rex, when you first hear the velociraptors in their cage, like there is something about the anticipation. Like it gets a little bit silly towards the end, but just everything about that movie, I still love to this this very day. And the Jeff Goldblum character is just out of like he, he's just great. He's just great. So much time wondering whether you could, you're without yeah. whether you should. Yeah. Yes. You are going to have a, a, a dinosaur. That's a good list on your dinosaur. A, you, I don't think you can make a bad list. No, you're right. You can't. Ra- Spielberg Ra- movies. Raiders of the Lost Ark would be my honorable mention. There so you that's go. me, ladies and gentlemen. We'll discuss that later. All right. Trash Panda, go. All right. So because I, I, I'm glad that you brought up. So we have to individualize series of movies, right? So it can, I can't just say Indiana Jones. You can't. Like, Okay. You can't. You can't, so, all right. I mean, on, it, on its own, Raiders of the Lost Ark. If I had to pick, well, we'll yeah. get to there when I get there. Okay, right. okay. Because we'll allow right. anything. Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, we're going to allow on. anything. What? Okay. What? Yeah. So. The judges will not throw you out of I'll the competition. Start, I'll start with, well, all right. Well, my first Number one's going to be a series. Number five. You do it. It's going to be Back to the Future. And I, I can't pick just one. I guess mm-hmm. if I had to pick one, I'd do the first one because I think that's the best one. Mm-hmm. But the whole series, I think, is is awesome. And I remember, that's a great one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember still, like, back when I was, I don't know how old I was. I was, like, preteen, maybe, like, 12 or something, when my mom first, 
I remember going to the the movie store and renting, and she wanted to get wanted me to watch Back to the Future. So we got Back to the Future, and I loved it. I was like, it's, it wasn't very often that my mom would like force me, like, "Hey, we should watch this movie." Uh-huh. And I loved it. I was like, "This is awesome!" So and, and then, so. and it almost had the 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 right year for the Cubs winning the World Series. Yeah, it's, it's really close. Yeah, and I mean, and the character of Doc Brown is like one of the greatest, still one of my favorite uh-huh. characters of all time. And all right, so that's my number five. For number four, I think I have to go Men in Black, mm-hmm. which I actually didn't even really realize for the longest time he was a part of. I didn't know this small. I just found out now. He's, yeah, it's, well, it's on his IMDb page, so I'm counting it. Okay. Yeah, right. and, and you should. It's because and and it was one of the, he was one of the main reasons Tommy Lee Jones was a part of it. Okay, that he. Wasn't yeah, sure he trusted he's executive, much yeah, else. He's executive he, producer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that counts. So, I didn't yeah. know. I learned something I mean, yeah, today. I, I went through a, a growing up. Will Smith was like my favorite person on the planet. So I just watched even like I would watch and love all of his movies. Like I even loved Wild Wild West, which in re- retrospect sucks as a movie. <laughs> but Men in Black held, holds up. <laughs> so Men in Black is my number four. And you wanted right? a neuralizer. Yeah. Oh, Didn't we all want Everyone, the neuralizer? Dude, I wanted the sunglasses. I wanted the whole thing. I thought the sun was awesome. I loved that movie. People up. of your age did like, I like that movie, but like really that is a classic to people in your oh, yeah. age frame I've noticed. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah, and early on like very imprinted in my, that's amazing. In my yeah. childhood. I know, I've noticed that. And you're like in your 30s, yeah? 31. 31, yeah. boom. All right, number three. I got to make a quick spot. I got to go saving private Ryan at number three. That's good. Because that movie yeah, is just can't awesome. make a bad list. Ever. No, yeah. you can't. Yeah, I mean, especially that. that f- we're saving all- private Ryan is one of those. And so is catch me if you can. Like I, I rarely sit down just to specifically watch it. But if I catch it like on TV and I'll jump in wherever it's at. I will finish the whole thing. See, like, those I won't are, change yeah, it. You got Shawshanked. You got, yeah, God, yeah, it's, you it's, got yeah, Godfather. Shaw- you got Goodfellow. Yeah, yeah like I will watch. The, if I turn it on, I'm finishing it. That first hour of that movie is just... Un- very loud. Very loud and gruesome. Yes. Yes. Well, it's a war movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't... I didn't... I never saw it. My war really? movies are MASH and Stripes. Those are my war oh. movies. <laughs> That's <laughs> I never seen that. Well, the, the way really? that they elicit a response, like you talk about eliciting a response, like the end of Saving Private Ryan, when they do the fast fast forward back to now, he's at back in the graveyard, and he's talking about like I I did my best to earn. Spoiler alert! Yeah, oh, come on, movie Steve hasn't out. seen it. He just told us. <laughs> when did that movie come out? Come on, I'm I can't not, believe no, you have. No, why have you not seen that movie? Nineteen ninety eight. The the the, the yeah. statute of statute limitations of the sports movie expired. He's not a big war movie guy, huh? Stevie Sunshine, Stripes, and Man. Okay, I got Those you. Those are my war movies. Can, continue, Trash Panda. All I'm right, sorry. so and I'll make these last two quick because we should probably break. But I, I'll go number two, Jurassic Park. Yeah, for God. every reason that my that God. you had, and uh-huh. then and then number one, Indiana Jones. That's cool. Which I have loved Short as round. long as I can remember. Yeah, yeah, no, and I'm not. If I had to pick one, I think I'd pick. Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I love all, and I'm excluding the the fourth one, which is not canon in my mind, and whatever the hell they do with the <laughs> fifth not one, gospel, it's they're not just canon. the first, the, the the three originals are the only ones I'm counting. Indiana against. Jones movies just make me smile, just even thinking about them. They're just they're a fun, wholesome adventure. And Any yeah, chance to do Harrison Ford, yeah, would be short round. Yeah, there you go. 
All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, and I will I will deliver the ah, definitive list. The cleanup hitter is next. Yes. All right. We are uh, Saturday Suckage uh, discussing Steven Spielberg. Oh, can I make my, my honorable mention? Yes, the please. Movie, the movie Hook. Great movie. That's a terrible pick. That's the first bad one. Oh, wow. No, actually, I haven't seen Hook. I haven't seen it. I can I, explain why. When oh we get okay, yeah, you're going to need to explain that one. That That is, yeah, that's the first one. That I've heard where I'm like, oh my god, that's a, that's a that's a whole Mitch Trubisky thing going on there. It's an Adam Shaheen. Yeah, take the break. Right, Saturday suckage indeed. Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Get me Steven Spielberg. He's unavailable. Then get me his non-union Mexican equivalent. Listen, Senior Spielbergo, I want you to do for me what Spielberg did for Oscar Schindler. Uh, Schindler es bueno. Senor Burns es el diablo. Listen, Spielbergo, Schindler and I are like peas in a pod. We're both factory owners. We both made shells for the Nazis. But mine worked, damn it. Now go out there and win me that festival. There's a Simpsons for everything. I think that was even Trash Panda is at the controls. See how you know how good Studs is or Trash Panda? I think that was a request on the text line, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I can't believe I didn't think of that sooner. Yeah. Wow, look at him go. See, my head is so filled with Simpsons references. Sometimes the stream of consciousness, like, has to be the stream of consciousness to get there. And I, for some reason, didn't have it. You got there. It's all good. I'm like less. Like, it's got, I know all these things, but it's got to be in context. Yes. (laughs) Or not. Or not. Not necessarily. All right. Uh, we're uh, reviewing our, we're listing off our top five Steven Spielberg movies that he had anything to do with. We probably should have included every movie that he's seen, but we don't, <laughs> we, we can't nail that down. So hard. anyways, my number five is Bridge of Spies. Okay. Great movie. Very personal reason. I worked with Francis Gary Powers. When I was going through college, I worked at a radio station. Wait, which one was he? He was the U.S. spy who was shot down, who did, oh, not, did okay. not take the poison Wow, he was supposed to. That's pretty cool. I worked with him, so it was a very personal reason watching that whole thing. I didn't ever knew the history the way it was presented there. And I loved the guy who played Rudolph Abel to Tom Hanks's continuing to ask, aren't you, aren't you panicked? And he keeps the Russian guy says, would it help? <laughs> he just consistently said that, so I uh-huh. I, I loved it because it's a good movie. You know what? It because of the truth. The same thing. Catch me as you can, if you can. Yeah, the, the truth involved. Yes. Very Number good. four, Jurassic Park. My man. I wanted that idea to be real. I wanted that. Oh. I was buying into it. And after I wanted, seeing it, I don't. No, like, no, it's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but I, I know what Steve is saying. Dino DNA. I went in, yeah, <laughs> and then I wanted. Newman to die. I, <laughs> so something happened. No wonder right? why you went extinct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Number three, Raiders of the Lost Ark, for all that you said, because I seeing Nazi faces melt. Oh, so but satisfying. The best of that was Sean Connery cast as Indiana Jones's dad. Perfect. That's he, Last Crusade, though. But whatever. It is. Still, he's right. But it's still okay. it's, it's part of the, Jones, the lineage. It's all, yeah, it's the same family. Well, just because you said Raiders of the Lost Ark, so I, all right. He's it's, keeping you I'm, honest. I'm, I'm He's hearing. connecting your dots for I'm you. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. Yeah. Number Gordon. two is Jaws because spectacular storytelling, and we're going to need a bigger boat. Is an is a line that lasts forty, fifty, sixty years. It's going to keep going. And the pace of that movie. There's something about the slow pace of that movie. It's not in your face. There's so many like. 
like kind of creepy shots of the the beach and people talking and being happy and eating sandwiches juxtaposed against this killer bloody shark in the, in the ocean. Right. So the pacing is just wonderful. And it was movie. spectacular for whatever problems they had. It was spectacular use of the shark yes. and of killing Bruce the shark. Yes. When he <laughs> he fired a shot and blew him up. Unbelievable. Yeah. And number one, E.T. Okay. I still cry at E.T. Yeah, that's I a tough ending, man. cried the first time I saw it, and it was on a date with a woman I would marry, and I guess I need, needed to marry her because she let me cry in front of her. Aw. Did not, yeah. So this was, so E.T. Was, remains number one for me, and I will still cry at that movie. I, I probably would, too, and that's why I won't revisit it, but I do. that is one of those movies that I remember where I was watching it as a youngin. Uh, what year did it come out? 80-something or other? So Two, I, I was an adolescent. I, I was an adolescent, and I remember seeing it in a packed Woodfield, 1982. Woodfield Mall theater um, just like where you barely could get a seat. Like if you're with multiple people, you might have to sit in different places in the uh-huh. theater because it was a phenomenon was was E.T. at that at that time. But I have not watched it since, and I probably would have a hard time watching it. So I want to bring up, I had made five of that would have been next. Lincoln. Oh, that was Spielberg. Yeah, that yeah. was Spielberg. That, oh, my God. I, that was epic. I That is such a great movie. Yes. And Back to the Future, Poltergeist had been mentioned. The Post, because that's near to love the post. Near to my heart. Oh, I love those kind of movies. And then yeah. Men in Black, I thought was wonderful. I could get jiggy <laughs> with Men in Black. M-I-B. Did we completely miss? Okay. So, whole- somebody on the text line said the Blues Brothers. That's Spielberg? It's Spiel- I, that's what I said. Did we? I don't think that's Spielberg at all. Oh, and not. And a texter and Toby emailed me. And Toby so, emailed he, me. He, that's emailed a sentence. Me. He emailed me Goonies. So we all, we think we all whiffed on that one. No, that wasn't a whiff. That was an age-related thing. That yes. was the demographic. Like, you should have brought that up. That should have been you. That one Mark was and even, I are not responsible one, for Goonies. That one right. was right on the edge for me because I remember my sister making me watch that movie, but I was already, like, maybe a teenager, and I hadn't seen it yet. And she's um, like, oh, you got to watch Goonies, and we watched it together, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. So it did miss me. It the, was more my sister's group. The, yeah, whiff, yeah. the whiff would have been Close Encounters of the Third Kind. That oh. was a that was a significant, that was a big moneymaker, and, yeah. and that was well, a... Well, I don't think that's a whiff, because, honestly, like, that, that doesn't hold up, that movie, does it? Close Encounters of the Third Kind, because wasn't that sort of uh, before technology got it? Like, like E.T. sort of overtook Close Encounters. I, I didn't think it was that great, that riveting. Yeah. That was, and it, it might wasn't have on been, my list. Obviously, it, it wasn't on anywhere. I, it was considered innovative, but I don't know how great that movie was. So, yeah, I never even considered that even as honorable mention. All right, Saturday Suckage is done for this year. We're going to do Saturday Suckage on Friday, Christmas Eve day. Me and Mark, 5 a.m., Show up. We're taking attendance. Thanks for listening. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Oh, yes. Wait Wait a minute, minute, Mr. Postman. Wait, wait. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. 
Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.